Well, that was a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. That was a little clip of Datora's uh, Devil's Tune. Um, I had started that one off because I was just listening back to some of the music that I saw at Electric Forest uh, this year, and she was one of the acts we saw on a super small stage at like 2 in the morning walking around in the forest. And uh, she's got a really cool jazz album um, that's self-titled Datura. D-A-T-U-R-A is the uh, way it's spelled. But um, yeah, that was a little clip of her until I accidentally hit pause. (laughs) But anyways, welcome to another episode of the show. Uh, I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting to my right, E-Man Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we're back for episode 47. Yep, You know, yep. took the week off last week, just had a uh, week, finally got the house, so we're moving, you know, we're moving to Detroit now, so we're happy about that. Yeah, it's been a busy week, man. It's We've had a, got a lot of stuff going on between not only our uh, jobs, but trying to find this new house, which we successfully secured, Yep, signed the yep. lease on it yesterday, so we will be moving this podcast, well, not really. The podcast will be staying podcast here stand. in Plymouth. We're, we're going to come on out. That's the only <laughs> no, reason we're, we're staying. We're moving to Detroit. We're the only reason we got to come city. back here right now. That and, you know, but it's a good beer. I think it's going to be a good thing for pushing this podcast forward, though, because now E-Man and I will have a house that we can have meetings in about the show. And now being in the city, we will have the opportunity to check out a lot of um, live local showcases from different artists and bands um, that we would hope to get booked on the podcast um good opportunity all around man yeah we went down there when we were down there the other day there's this um so i don't know if i've i don't even know if i've talked about it on the show but i've been vegetarian for a while now and e-man eats pretty but pretty much vegetarian uh for the most part (laughs) and um we went to this vegetarian place that i like called seva and i didn't even know but now they have like a little jazz uh, music hall attached to it so me and e-man sat outside listening to some jazz horns and shit playing while we ate so like that's just one of many things i'm super excited about to move down to the city for what about you man what are you uh what are you looking forward to the most down there i'm uh, moving to Detroit. just yep. an opportunity man i yep. am uh be closer to everything i mean we're in the middle of everything down there so i'm happy yep. about that i mean we got a prime location we're like in where is it uh by, by the way we're Wayne state area we're in, no we're by what's that new center we're in the new center area mm-hmm. Yeah, we're by oh, Wayne yeah. State, which would be cool, too, because we're, like, literally a, a couple miles away from the Magic Stick and the Majestic and everything else. We can t- take the queue line down because we're right by one it's of the queue like line. 15, it's like a 10-minute, 15-minute bike ride to, like, say, like, that whole downtown, downtown Detroit area, Magic which is going to be amazing. And Hopcat and all that good stuff. Which I'm so excited! Um, yeah, we're actually, we were just in the process. E-Man moves in soon, and then I'll be moving in in September, and as well as our other good buddy, Sean Davies, who... Uh, <laughs> Who also have big things uh, we hope to incorporate him with as far as business goes because he's working on his own clothing company right now called Until I Die. So hopefully be having him on there soon to uh, talk about his brand and see what we can do with uh, that and the podcast and kind of combining business ventures. So I'm excited. But um, anyways, besides that, man, how's your week been? I know it's been super busy. As all 
<laughs> yep. And you're, that's all I gotta say, man. Just a new job. I'm happy because I, I work in Detroit, so right. My commute is shaved off by like 40 minutes, so it's pretty great. Mine's the opposite, but the place <laughs> right. that we're living in now is a lot cheaper than my current place, so that'll be nice. And just being in the city, you know, it's funny too because there was part of me that didn't want to do it as much. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. this. Is the right move? It's gonna be further away from work, but I'm like, man, if I get like to like 45 i'm gonna be looking back at my life and being like damn it i should have done that should have moved to detroit i've always wanted to do it so so we're gonna be doing it um so i'm excited for that but uh anyways yeah man i guess we can get right into the beer this is um what another beer? episode we well no yeah beer well kind of be i this call this beer this ain't a beer <laughs> this by, isn't a beer but it is by one of our friends over at uh, atwater ha- brewery which is downtown to detroit which i look forward to spending some time in there Riverview. as well yep um, but anyways, as you know, we've talked about and joke about on the show a lot how much uh, how popular the White Claws no have become. But um, <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm, I'm off the White Claws, bro. I'm gonna be supporting my local shit. So I'm on these Atwater uh, Atwater Seltzer waters now. Before which, we get into this, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to guess what? Guess who's dropping a seltzer? Oh, Shorts is. No, guess who else is dropping a seltzer? Who else? PBR is getting to the seltzer oh, game. They have an eight percent seltzer coming <laughs> oh, out. I just saw a thing about this on the way here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shorts Brewery is also coming out, which is another Michigan one, so we'll have to try that on here as well. And normally we're trying these beers for the first time on the show, but I've definitely had um, about twelve of these over the weekend. I'm, I'm so. gonna just keep it hundred with you guys. This is leftover from my twelve pack I bought this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I can so tell. It's like, pretty warm, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but anyways, um, here we go. Pull this bad boy back open for me. Get that fingerprint going while we pour up these beers. As always on the show, we like to play a little clip of some music. And um, since Rick Ross just put out a new album, I think while we pour up these beers, I'm going to put on a little bit of that. Is, Rick that, a for- Ross. is that a foreshadow to your something new, by the way? Uh, p- partially. I've got a couple uh, this week, but yes, that is one of them for sure. It is a little foreshadowing. Um, if you want to just here pull this bad boy up. One of the chill tunes on here that I like, one of the, one of my favorites. Actually, the first three in a row are, well, we'll talk about that when we get to something new, but here's a little bit of Turnpike Ike while we try a, a, little, a little bit of our Atwaters. I told her that she can't fuck me like I'm a king no more. I told her she got to make love to me like I'm an emperor. Her emperor. Man, I done got money everywhere, nigga, but particularly at Turnpike South. It's been a, a blessing to a young nigga like Renzel. Indictment on the way, got Seda on the case. When you get your first kilo, it should be on your face. Nigga moving like the mob, hundred thousand francs. Dry land when you wanna be out on the lake. Determined to be one of the fortunate men. Bitches come from everywhere once the hustling commence. I see you praying, testifying for God with time. Bottom line, your car should get shot up like it was mine. 20 ground, but the voodoo let no harm be allowed. My voodoo, they all know the spirits when I be aroused. Made it to style and started with a nickel rock. Who thought a project nigga get to get a yacht? Two million dollars cash in the Range Rover. Over like a airport, let's get the plane loaded. I put it on the turnpike. Gold rim, wood wheel, blue bills, duck in the termites. I'ma let one of my bad bitches tell you how much paper I got. Baby, what we living like? 20 houses. What else? 50 cars. Yeah. <laughs> what I make you feel like? Priceless, baby. Oh. You live for me? I don't know why it just reminds me that Yeezy taught me. Double MG. 
Turnpike, real earner, Ted Turner. Whip it in the kitchen, that boy was a fast learner. Time to live it up. Two million tucked in that new Bentley truck. Hey, too many I could trust, so shooters is a must. I reminisce when it was hit or miss. I was innocent until I hit a lick. Seven figures on a nigga mama couch. Don't wanna hear nobody talking about a drought. I'm chilling in the yacht in my Michelin nest. Stitches in my britches, 57S. Swishes, you can smell them on the internet. Ain't beefing with nobody, cause I'm killing that. I tossed a pistol on a car chase. Then walked into the churches like the boy Mace. I'm the man out of that was a little bit of Rick Ross, Turnpike Ike. That's off his brand new album that just dropped last Friday called Port of Miami 2, which I've been really excited about that uh, we were bumping all weekend long. That's a really uh, good, solid new album from Rick Ross that we will get to in a little bit here when we do something old, something new. But anyways, I'll kick it over to E-Man to talk about what you think about these Atwaters. What flavor did you have, my friend? So this, I had the lime. Lime is a good flavor. I think they only released. Did they only release three flavors? Did they have like three other yep. different ones? Yep. Okay, okay. So it's just the three. Cool. Yep. So my favorite is the mango, right? Like that's why we don't have it right now because I kind of went through them this weekend. <laughs> but, no, I mean lime. It's just light. It's kind of similar to white claw. Only is I would say it's a little bit more flavor to it yeah. for this particular one. Like I'm not. I'm not really that fan of the cherry one. Not gonna lie to you, but. Yeah, it has a little bit more flavor, a little bit more, uh, more of a kick to it, and like a lot more, kind of like, kind of like, you know how like that crisp like tongue, like pop filling you get like a lot of time with the carbonation. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of reminds me of. It's just like that, like just refreshingness to it. I mean, I, I like it a lot. Uh, I like, I like it a lot more than I like White Claws. To be perfectly honest with you, and I feel That's like a bold statement. Well, I feel like it's because well, one, I'm partial to it because it's from Detroit, so I'm always going to favor okay. it a little bit more. But as far as the take, taste goes, take the local bias and yeah, out of yeah. It. Um, I think it has more flavor than White Claws, like natural flavor. It actually tastes like, like I'm the, I'm with you on the cherry is my least favorite. But even so, even with the cherry, it tastes more like a real cherry than like the it's artificial. It's got flavoring. a little bit more uh, ingredients in it too. Yeah, and uh, the lime one is my favorite. You said you like the uh, mango one. Mango's most, my favorite. Yeah. I like the lime one because man, it really has like a real lime flavor to it. I think the the white claw lime one tastes real phony to me, a real fake to me. But um, I'm not dissing white claws. I mean, I drink drinking the shit forever. Fuck yeah, now, fuck but, with black cherry. But now I'm going to go with this Atwater <laughs> until we try the shorts one and then see what that one's all about. Um, shorts, and then I kind of I'm curious about the PBR one. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just to see what it was. Eight percent too. That sounds nuts. An eight percent seltzer <laughs> just sounds diabolical. <laughs> yeah, it does. Which is gonna be uh bad news for us, but yeah. Um but yeah, anyways, we can fucking move it along and get right to um something old, something new this week, since we were just talking about it a little bit with that last song choice. Um and I will kick it over to you because I think I've started the last couple for I'm something gonna, old. I'm gonna this do week. completely honest. I don't have a something old this week. I've been you don't have a something a, old. I don't. <laughs> you been listening do to not. nothing old. I've listened. There was so much new shit that came out because we had that two week like break off. Yeah, I've listened to just mostly new stuff just because I've been trying to catch up a little bit. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go. You know what? You know what? I'm actually do. I am gonna mention a something old just because they, had, they just dropped a new single last week, and it was actually part of my something new. Uh, was it 13, 14 years ago? No, Tool's last song, right? Or Tool's last project 
was yeah, ten, 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 thousand, thousand day. ten thousand days. I'm gonna go with Enema though, because Enema was probably my, <laughs> Enema was my introduction to Tool. So 1996 Tool, man, that's crazy. Like, it just I don't know what it is. Like I listened to Mike Shinoda kind of like break down when he first heard Tool, and mm-hmm. he was talking about this album, and I just how they construct their instruments. Kind of it's kind of similar to like. They have like these operatic rock breakdowns, kind of oh, like, yeah. almost like kind of like Metallica a little bit, like mm-hmm. how they have these, these certain breakdowns and stuff like that. But they use it a totally different way, obviously. Right. Dude, it's one of the craziest shit I heard, man. What I like about Tool so much that I've always appreciated about them is they can be super heavy and they can be screaming. They can have these double bass pedals going and everything going wild, but then they can also like break it down to where it starts getting real slow and Maynard starts singing all beautifully. That's when I, it's just the variety. This is the actual like variety of music and just like how they switch it up so well. Yeah, and I like, noticed that even on that new track, like that. man, on the new track where Maynard starts Fear singing, I'm like, oh my god, he's still got is it. Is it uh, awesome. the new track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's the good one. Um, but yeah, that's a... Uh, I'm gonna go with that as my something though, just because I was listening to that, but I honestly, I've been on a new song. I've been on a new album keg. It was like three or four new, something news I got. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for my something old this week, um, I actually went with the song that we just opened the podcast, well, the album that we just opened the podcast with, which is uh, by this jazz musician named Datura. Um, she is a singer that I saw at two in the morning on like the smallest stage at Electric Forest. We had just got done seeing like, I think some kind of electronic show. So we had just got done like really raging and we walk into this like beautiful, like slowed down her singing, playing piano with a couple of uh, dudes playing horns behind her. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. She's beautiful, too. And uh, so we watched her set for a while. Then when I got home, I was like determined to find her music. And I looked her up. Well, it didn't actually. It's funny, too, because on that stage, it was so small. They didn't even have it on the lineup, like who was playing there for Electric Forest. So I had to like kind of like find it through like a reddit chain and i ended up finding who the name of her was because i forgot her name and then oh, uh man. found the album when i got home and the album came out in 2016 so i would really if you like jazz music and like more like contemporary jazz music too i would definitely go look her up it's d-a-t-u-r-a again um is the spelling of her name so that is what i went with for something old um but let's Kick it over to something new. What do you got for something <laughs> new this week, my friend? Let me go start off with the one I spent the least amount of time with. I have three. I'm going to start okay. with one I spent the I got least two. amount of time with and the one I spent a great amount of time with to the one I spent the most amount of time with. Okay. And it's really not a shocker if you listen to you know the last episode. Uh, the one I spent the least amount of time with was actually Spilled Milk, the EP by Boss. Oh, shit. Dreamville. I forgot the Boss dropped an EP. Yeah, man. It was pretty good. I actually... You know how I, I either go to the gym and listen to my music, or I'm I'm playing video games. And I listen to my music. Yeah, this is one I kind of had in the background, uh-huh. but you no, know, I, I still was jamming out to it, man. Fried rice with you know JID coming does it. Yeah, you know JID is probably one of the most consistent rappers in the game right now to me, like as far as quality of music. I think JID is uh, going to be like the next Kendrick Lamar eventually. I think he's got that skill set. That's and, and I don't mean just to compare him just because they have similar voice inflections and shit. I know people give him that, that comparison a lot, but I just think he's that smart and that witty and his flows are fucking crazy he's got like 20 different styles of rapping so yeah i'm with you J-I-D? yeah jd yeah. uh, kids and kane bro. <laughs> it's insane bro like, <laughs> yeah, it really is. uh that was the one i spent like the least amount of time with but i still enjoyed mm-hmm. second one i spent 
a really good amount of time was a Rick Ross Port of Miami too, which yeah, I know yeah, yeah. I know you're gonna want to talk about this, so we can kind of jump yeah. in on that one as yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm a, I, I listened to it. I'm gonna let Neil because that's one of Neil something news, man. So I'm gonna let him talk about that a little bit more. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think my favorite track on there was probably the the Nipsey Tiana Taylor track. Ooh, that one's nice. Yeah, I really like that. Like, I love that. I love the Takashi Six Nine line that Nipsey said. Oh yeah, that was great. By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved Nipsey's part on that. Um, yeah, for Port of Miami too. I think the first three tracks are my favorite. The Denzel Curry feature though. The Denzel Curry was sick. You, know, too, you guys but. know how big of a Denzel Curry fan I am. I was so happy to see him shine on this man. No, but I think right off the rip, starting it off with that opening track, "Act a Fool" with Wale was super strong, and then Dope. you go right into Turnpike Ike and then my favorite track on the album is number three with Gunplay nobody's favorite you know, that song is so hard <laughs> I haven't heard much from Gunplay in the past few years I know I haven't I, either besides we, on MMG was, projects I know like he that. was on Maybach Music for a while he right? still yeah. is I believe okay. I think he's still part of Maybach Music but um, yeah, I mean his his voice or his verse on that is bonkers, dude. He kind of goes off, so I really liked um, Port of Miami too. And I was a little nervous about it too because that first uh, the first Port of Miami holds a real special place to me because it reminds me of when Stanko and Reese and Birch were all living together up at Western, and like every party we had, that that was like the soundtrack to our parties. We didn't care yeah. how many times we'd heard that fucking album. We played it, push every it through the limit, starting it all off, and everything. Port of man. Miami. I love Port of Miami. Port one. Candy. But um, the one I spent the most time with, and if you heard my, I mean, if you go about the history of this podcast, it's going to be surprising, but if you heard my last <laughs> week, it's really not, and I'm a big Corey Taylor fan, so I'm going to go with We Are Not Your Kind, the Slipknot yeah. album, new Slipknot album, bro, I'm so happy this shit came out, <laughs> it lived up to all the hype, oh, too. Yeah? I'm so happy for it. I'll let you oh, judge that one because I don't listen to Slipknot. So oh, I dude. Okay, so it starts off with like this, like kind of like this build up of an instrumental insert coin, which is kind of just like just guitar and kind of like synth and stuff like that going on. And then Unsane was their first single on uh, on the album. Kind of it goes into that. Then it just goes kind of like lighter. I mean, it goes a little bit lighter for them, and then it goes just heavy out of fucking nowhere, like typical <laughs> like Slipknot. Like yeah, it's, it's, dude, it's wild. Like this album is all over the place, and I. I love it. Like, I really do. Like, I'm a really big fan of this album. I would say my favorite particular track was probably... <sighs> Man, it's tough. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with... Uh... <sighs> I'm going to go with Orphan, actually. Orphan kind of caught me off guard because I really didn't know what to expect from the title. Now, yeah. are all the tracks... So this is what I'm curious about. Are all of them... Because I don't know how Corey Taylor does this now. Is it, Are they all like real heavy Slipknot tracks? Or is no. there any like slowed down, no, like more Storm Sour type shit? Not slowed down necessarily because, you know, there's that's too... You can't really compare Stone Sour to Slipknot. Right, not totally all. different, right? At all. Like, I'll play... Like, the, the one single uh, I'm saying, I'll play that one for you. That's okay. like the most like... Yeah, I was like, I think their most popular song on the album, personally, just uh -huh. because it was, uh, you know, it was like the first single and everything like that. It was good. It's a little bit, it's a little bit lighter. You have than to turn it up on your thing. I got you. It's a little bit lighter than the rest of the album. That's why a lot of people criticize it. I feel like because it was lighter than the rest of the album. I actually think he has a really good singing voice when he, he does the slower stuff. He has a great stuff. singing voice. I've always been a fan of like Stone Sour. I like Stone Sour more than like Slipknot, but I love this album.
yeah, it's like just like kind of like this choir. It's kind of tight. This was the first single. <laughs> that shit is intense. <laughs> yeah, I know, this, and this is probably the lightest song on the album. Be honest with you. No, this pin does. <laughs> this pin has a light on it. Yeah, that was such a big fan of this album. Yeah, I've never been a huge Slipknot guy myself, but I'm, I'm willing to check it out. I, I, I trust your opinion, so I'll, I'll definitely listen to that. Um, so you had the Port of Miami 2, the Slipknot one. Was there another one you had? Or? That was it. It was, was it? in Boss, yeah. That oh, was, yeah, that in Boss. That's right, in Boss. Um, so the only other one, let me actually I do want, oh, the, look it up. Oh, so the Tool single, by the way, Fear Inoculum. I will, I'll count that as something new as well. Yeah. We, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because you know, we weren't here, but yeah, that happened. We should probably... Should we close the show with that song? We can close with that. I'm, can, I'm down with close. We can close the show with yeah. some tool. Um, we were switching yeah. it up. We've been closing with rock. Well, I, no, I like that, dude. I, I feel like we it. need to incorporate more rock on here, anyways, because we talk about hip hop yes. so damn often. I think I wanted to explain that though, real quick. I think the reason we talk about hip hop so much is we know hip hop. Well, besides, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I know we know a lot about a lot of different genres, but I think the reason it's so interesting to talk about is because it's most like sports more so than any other genre you know I mean it's like competitive like so hip hop like MCs are going after each other and who is always yeah, like rock who's the best really don't you know do that like, like you don't that. really do that with they, rock they, and everything I mean they do it but mm-hmm. it doesn't like really crazy like say like I know like there was like pop beef with fucking Katy Perry and Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah, right. that's when that bad blood came out and Kendrick hopped on that song and everything <laughs> right. like that and who the fuck <laughs> wants to talk about Katy Perry and Taylor Swift beef nobody nobody does speaking, of, which, yeah. Taylor, speaking of Katy Perry she just lost that lawsuit by the way yeah for we talked about that in the last did, uh, last week a, a little like, bit yeah that happened oh mm-hmm. yeah we did talk about that yeah. oh yeah okay but um yeah so it's fun to talk about hip hop because it's so competitive like sports like playing basketball you know what I mean like you, you literally talk about these rappers like they're on like a, a lineup or a team you know what I mean so and then they kind of they are too you got your TDs your Dreamvilles you know your your good musics all the different camps where they kind of all like. They're all friends and interconnected, but they're all coming for each other's heads at the same time. I remember watching an interview actually once with um, Run the Jewels, LP and Killer Mike, and LP was like, listen, Mike is my very best friend. But this is hip hop. When we go into the recording booth, we're trying to eat each other's heads off. He's like, we're, we're like, we're, we're the friend part goes out the door when we're recording. We want to make a better verse than the other person, and that's why we like making music as a team because it makes us push harder and and go harder after each other and he's like I, I think that's why a lot of those hip-hop like duos work like when em and royce get together i feel like they draw like the best material out of each yeah. other you know what i mean like so, wu-tang that's another one yeah for yeah, sure they, like, talk about like i'm trying to impress all these guys in the room yeah dude that was like I, that was my favorite part of the um the showtime documentary where um when they first get into that movie theater and uh method man sits down and he just starts like freestyling 
in right. front of him and he's like this is how i he's like this is where i test my music out in front of these guys he's like because i know if they're feeling this shit then i'm good money he's like i know <laughs> that it's about to be fire if i can impress these dudes because they're my hardest critics and the guys that won't uh bullshit me or always tell me if it's hot or not <laughs> so i thought that was pretty tight who was it? what speaking of that what the hell was he just in who was it the boys that method man was just in have you have you started watching the boys no the Boys is a new show. It's actually just up on your thing. I, I think it's pretty dope. So it is about um, this. So it takes place in a world where a lot of people are born superheroes, right? Not superheroes, but have gifts, kind of like the X-Men and shit right. like that, right? But there's um, a main core group called the Seven, which is like the elite superheroes and like to make it on this team means you're like the biggest celebrity in the world these guys save the day and all this so it's kind of like my hero academia the anime only like live action right sounds like however okay. though what what the general public doesn't know is most of these superheroes are all super fucked up too and involved in a bunch of bad shit and nice. like a lot of them have drug problems or they're <laughs> nice. like i like this they already. do some fucked up shit it's like a rated r superhero movie about like kind of like the anti-hero you know what i mean you so I know you're not really into comic books like that, but there's a comic book with kind of a similar premise mm -hmm. called uh, The Burnouts. Okay. Have you ever heard of I've it? I've heard of that, but I don't remember. I might have explained it on the show, to be honest Maybe. with you before. But The Burnouts, so for those who are not familiar with The Burnouts, it's a comic book series. Uh, it's about these kind of like these stoner type kids. Oh, you didn't talk about yeah. No, you have one. You, um, I have the first three. I have the first three issues. Back, back when we were doing the podcast at my house, you you brought uh, one on. Yeah, and we you're had, right. <laughs> this, that was like what episode like fifteen? Maybe not even. Maybe <laughs> like ten or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much for the for a refresher, then I guess yeah, definitely for those break that have been following, uh, it's about these teenage kids who they pretty much they 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 keep getting fucked up like with like, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that so they can see like these demons and ghosts and like pretty much beat the shit out of them mm -hmm. to, to save the world yeah and i think my favorite quote oh no no so this is just like this little nerdy kid who i guess is, is like the main protagonist of the of the comic book uh -huh. and they kind of bring him in he was like oh shit you can you see him too because i guess he like they got him somebody got him to smoke weed or something like that <laughs> for the first time and then this first time seeing it like first time high he saw like the demons and shit like yeah. every, like the rest of them did not everybody can see it only this group called the burnouts uh -huh. so they brought him into burnouts and it's just like his journey of like I guess crime fighting, but he has to always be fucked up to do it. Mm -hmm. I like that, dude. <laughs> My favorite quote was, um, Getting get, getting wasted is just a price to pay to save the world. That's my favorite <laughs> quote in the whole story. So, and out of four books, I got three or four books. I have. Is it just is it just the comic books, or are they making a show out of it? Uh, it's just a comic book, right? I now. bet you they're not making a show oh, out of they it. They have to make a yeah, show out of that for sure. I will. Dude, I would do so much work for that. Like, I would <laughs> I would produce it. I would do whatever you guys want. I I would to see that light of day. I love that story. Well, shit. Since we we got a little off there, but um, to finish, I did Here's have one new. more something new. Um, we talked about the Rick Ross one together already, and then um, one of my favorite bands that honestly brought me to tears when I saw them live. I have no shame in admitting that. Um, bon Iver put out a new album over oh, the weekend yeah, called I I, and dude, it is great, man. I really really love it. Um, I like it better than the last album. Um, because it seems it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like um boring at all because like sometimes with a band like bon Iver, like you could get caught and like every album might sound similar because that certain style is so like unique to them 
But man, he's really really using a lot of cool effects on this and really changing things up. And he wrote a lot of really beautiful songs on this album. So I would definitely. He's always got the weirdest like song titles and like album title <laughs> names that I, like I don't even know what lowercase i comma lowercase i is the name of the album. Like I'm not sure what that um, sig- what the significance behind that is, but um, yeah, it's like the perfect length for me too. It's like 13 songs, 40 minutes, which is like. Right in my it's wheelhouse, good. right of uh, the attention span. Yep. Ever. Um, and I just think it's it's just really like it's great, peaceful, beautiful music. If you like, a, I would save it for like a nice sunny day. Go out, chill, chill in your backyard, listen to your headphones or a nice speaker system, and and chill out with that album. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that he dropped one because it's been a little while. I, f- I can't remember the la- let's see what what year did the last one come out? It should be on here. Last one was in 2016, so it has been a few years since the last album came out. And man, if you've ever seen him live, dude, it is something like just totally nuts. How like wonderful like his voice sounds, the bands, the harmonies, and all the shit that they do. It's just just a really good band. So that's what I had for my something new this week. Um, I do want to talk about one thing. We can kind of play this clip too if you want. Did you hear Ty Dolla Sign's tribute to Mac? Uh, Tiny dude, Desk? we could totally play that. Yeah. Uh, so for those you know, yeah, he does Cinderella, which you know they're featured on that song. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want me to pull it up or here, uh, pull it up on you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I think it's just uh, the YouTube is the only thing that that's out on. I'm, yeah, it's a Tiny Desk. So yep. that, that sounds about right. I don't even think the whole tiny desk is out yet i think it's just the one the, the clip with mac miller and it's cool too because um the band that was on tiny desk that played for mac miller is playing for ty dolla sign in this tiny desk and then also thundercat sitting in on bass which is fucking sweet um i just saw like do you remember the pop singer jojo yes like so, leave get out JoJo? yeah she's like uh, involved with like thundercat and all them and really good friends i saw her post on instagram over That's the weekend right. like her writing a song with thundercat i was like Ooh. I always like I always like JoJo. Dude, she's awesome. She can yeah. really sing, and she's I, I've I always liked her. So I like I her personality too. I follow her on Instagram. She did that. She, she did cool. that Marvin's Room remix. That was super was, dope. Was I remember. That's dope, what yeah. I, I think. That's what got me to be like, all right, I'm gonna start checking uh, for her. Dude, I fuck with JoJo heavy after that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that Marvin's Room remake. That's that was bro Mac right here, man. It's, it's been. Oh shit! You know, right? Yeah, that's right. You don't. I don't have a YouTube Premium where you can close the phone or whatever. <laughs> so, apologize. That last show. So I'm honored to be able to do this with my boys. Um, they was on the last. This is Tyler Dallas sign doing Cinderella. We're just bringing it back. This for Mac Miller right here, y'all. This moment, I've been waiting all year for this moment. I've been picturing you taking off your clothes for me. I've been literally curving all these songs for you. Daddy told you better bring your ass on. Cinderella better get your ass on. Man, I swear the parents just don't understand. You ain't gotta be grown to be a man. Take my hand. Me to my wrong Girl, I got a suite at the SLS I already know you got expensive taste Take my hand, follow me to my wrong Tell your friends you gon' be alright Girl, I got plans for the whole night Yeah, 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 yeah 
Who's this guitar player? I forget the dude's name, but he's the one that played for Mac Miller's live band. Um, Steve something. I think it says on there. There it is, yeah. I've been picturing you taking off your clothes. Judas West or Justice West. Yeah, Justice West. He just fucking killed that solo. Man. Told you better bring your ass home. Cinderella better get your ass home. I'm jealous of Ty Dallatine's hair. I just don't understand. He's got a lot of it. The day I learned out like when they did the Mac tribute show, that was the day I learned out uh was on plays bass. Mm. Didn't know that. Didn't know that till I was. He's a really it. talented bass player. He used to be like um a band leader slash uh part of like the choir at his church. That's how he got into playing bass and singing. Yeah, that was a little bit of Cinderella off um, the upcoming Tiny Desk concert that um, will be coming out pretty soon here with Ty Dolla Sign. I'm not sure what else he plays, but it's pretty cool. He's got Thundercat and Max Band playing with him. I know him and Mac were pretty close. I remember watching that tribute show where like he was like bawling his eyes out when they did oh, the little man. like he did the whole crowd thing yeah. where he just he was the only one like jumping in crowds yeah, and stuff that was like pretty that, sweet. Just walking it. Yep. But um, anyways, I, you know what I forgot to do on the top of the podcast? Usually we say happy birthday to any of the musicians and stuff that we pay attention to that are on here. And there was a few. Um, actually, one of them in specific, the one I'd like to really say happy birthday to because we know him, is uh, Nick Speed's birthday is today, actually. Oh, shit. Happy so happy birthday, birthday to Nick yeah. Speed. Um, today? Friend of the podcast. I believe it's today. Well, I saw him post, like, repost something that uh, dude, someone gotta, sent him on uh, Shoot him a text Instagram, real quick. Yeah. So. Damn. It was either today or yesterday. So happy birthday to Nick Speed. Um, and then also Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits, his birthday is today. And then fucking Baby Got Back uh, writer himself, Sir Mix-a-Lot's birthday is, as well, is today as well. So... <laughs> He's probably still eating off Baby Got Back. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I just need to make one good, like, ass-shaking song that can fucking... Or make a song about White Claw right now. <laughs> like, why it's hot. Seriously, dude. One, no, because that'll get dated. Ass never gets dated. Ass will be popular for the rest of time. So I just need to make one good booty-shaking song, like Sir Mix-a-Lot, because he's got to be still loaded off that. It plays at every wedding, like, every dance Ever probably it gets played at I would think middle school high school doesn't matter like Dude. that song transcended and that song transcended white people like old white women will be dancing to baby like, got back like at weddings and shit grandmas and shit it's fucking <laughs> hilarious to me dude <laughs> so shout out to Sir Mixlot I'm very jealous of your life that's like whoop there it is <laughs> Seriously, and that song was about like sex and nobody knew Chaga-la-da-chaga-la-ga. Yeah, that's just funny to me. Let's get physical. People use that workout <laughs> songs. That's about sex. Yeah, Louis and John killing it out here. But um, anyways, moving along, I guess we could get right on to this day in music. Um, there was actually a few cool ones that I saw today that I had taken down, and then an article about this day in music for tomorrow, August thirteenth. Um, but by the time you'll hear in this podcast, it'll be past March or August thirteenth, anyways. But um, the first fact that I put down here today that I thought was really cool was that in 1964, the Beatles' first film, A Hard Day's Night, opened up uh, in 500 American cinemas across the country to rave reviews. The film was uh, 
a financial and critical success in Time Magazine, rated as one of the all-time greatest 100 films. Um, Dang. I think that's pretty cool that it actually came out, because sometimes the music facts for today are like, yeah, some of them are hit or miss. There's some cool ones. Sometimes there's not. But uh, that was a really cool one that I thought. And then also, since we're uh, partial to Motown music and all things Michigan on this podcast, in 1978 on this day, the Commodore started a two-week run at number one on the U.S. singles chart with Three Times a Lady and also number one on the U.K. chart, becoming Motown's biggest British-selling single ever. Lionel Richie wrote the song uh, about the love for his wife, mother, and grandmother, hence once, twice, three times a lady. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. That's pretty cool, man. And then um, an article that I pulled up that I saw like as I was just going over a little like notes for the show before we started was um, it said, why August 13th is so important in music. So I put that article down so I could read off some of that to you. Um, this is an article by iHeartRadio. Um, it says August thirteenth, and here are, is some one of the biggest days in music. And here are some of the reasons why it matters in rock history. In nineteen sixty-five, Jeff, Jefferson Airplane made their live debut at San Francisco's Matrix Club. Marty Balin, the group's ver- vocalist and guitarist, owned the club. And in nineteen seventy-seven, Bachman Turner Overdrive and announced announced that they would be splitting up. Um, in 2009, guitar innovators Les Paul, who invented the solid body electric guitar, died at age 94. And in, two, in 2004, guitarist Wes Borland rejoined Limp Bizkit. Jesus. Oh, shit. That's a huge thing in rock history. <laughs> in 1996, 311. Yeah, I fuck with Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm, speak side note about that. I just read that. So do you remember the actor Devin Sawa back in the day from the 90s and shit? He was in like camp or... um the hell's the name of the movie he was yeah, in I'm idle hands her. and uh final destination and like pretty much everything What's, what was his name uh devin sawa he was in the movie or the video stand for eminem oh that kid <laughs> that yeah, dude, the, yeah the main guy from <laughs> final destination yeah. yeah this guy so me and one of my friends were having a conversation for some reason we got on like the we went on a rabbit hole about like 90s actors that like we don't really hear about anymore and devin sawa was one of them and i read that he is making a horror movie uh, directed by West, or not directed by uh, Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I know. And John Travolta is the other guy, uh, main mean, character the, in it. I mean, musicians that got directly into horror movies have had a good run so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> <I'm looking laughs> true. At you. <laughs> true. But anyways, that was a little side note. Back to this list, which is kind of funny that that that's one of the main facts on here. 2004, West Borland rejoins Limp Bizkit. Cool. Um, in 1996, 311 put out a free choose or lose concert in San Diego, just outside of the Republican National Convention, with the hope of heightening youth interest in political the political world. In 1966, The Loving Spoonful started three weeks on the top of the charts with their hit song, Summer in the City. I don't even know who The Loving Spoonful is, dude. Never heard of them. Yeah. 1966, a little bit before our time, I guess, huh? Um, in 1999, Stone Temple Pilots singer Scott Weiland was sent to jail for once again violating probation uh, of continuing illegal drug use, which... Ultimately was his demise, unfortunately. Damn. And in 1980, four masked robbers broke into Todd Rundgren's New York house, tied him up, and stole paintings and stereo equipment. Dude, this list is stupid. I didn't even read it before. <laughs> None of these things on this list are really that important. Besides less play. There's a concert happening right now, though. There's what? A big concert happening right now. Right now? At Little Caesars Arena. What's going on at Little Caesars? 
back street boy all right <laughs> oh melanie's probably working at it i'll have to text her and see if she oh, yeah. had to work it shout out to uh shout, shout out to the boys <laughs> back she on tour my friend melanie works at little cedars arena doing vending and shit and she was telling me that she had to work for the new kids on the block concert oh, recently man. and she said it was just like all these wasted middle-aged moms <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> Seemed legit. That was pretty funny but anyways that was our, how this one is that was our this week's um this day in music history um and that's pretty much all the main things i had down until we get into some of these other little uh topics that i had written down um one on a little bit of a serious note that doesn't nothing to do with music but just i just wanted your opinion on it okay so okay. jeffrey epstein dies in jail under 24-hour suicide watch how does that happen could care less <laughs> I'll be honest with well, you. I, mean, like, I mean it sucks that you know that somebody died i would never wish death upon anybody however he's a fucking I, 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 he's also a sex trafficker. I saw pilot, it in porn, a, child porn. Fucking so fuck that guy. I but. saw it said damn and then scroll right past it. Let me be honest with you. I saw someone <laughs> someone uh, put on a meme on Twitter. It was a picture of Stevie Wonder in a prison get up, and it was like, who is his? Who is the uh, prison guard uh, surveilling or doing surveillance for this twenty four hour suicide watch? Stevie Wonder. Oh, Jesus oh, man, Christ, that's ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's pretty funny. We don't, I don't want to make jokes about it, but oh, I don't care that a child rapist is dead. Or uh, no, I mean that, that's a different story. I, I'm, child, I'm not gonna. Porn I'm dude. not gonna joke about it because you know that's still somebody's life. Yeah, whatever. However, I'm at the same time as like, do I care that he died? Not really. Nope. But still. Nope. And then um, one that I know that you'll want to talk about, so I'll kick it over to you. Apparently, I didn't even know that he was doing this until I read the headline, but apparently Mike Posner's been walking across the country. <laughs> and got you did, we, we talked about that. Didn't we? We talked about his album. On here? Yeah, we talked about his album when it came out in January. I remember talking about his January. album. We talked about him walking across the country. That was a whole thing, yeah. I remember him talking about that. was a whole thing with that. the album. He wanted to make this walk across America. Uh. Anyway, so Mike Posner got bit by a rattlesnake <laughs> in Colorado. It's <laughs> not uh, funny, but it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Shout out to Mich Michigan boy. So you know we gotta talk about him. Uh, yeah, I just saw like I just been following his Instagram. He was um he was he got he was on a stretcher. Then he got he's in a wheelchair right now. And mm -hmm. yeah, so his walk got delayed. He was walking like twenty eight miles a day or some something ridiculous before Super that. Weird. I don't know. I think he's doing too many psychedelics, bro. He needs to pump the brakes because I don't know what the deal is. Why Dude, do I love Mike Posner? He looks Mike like Posner's shit, one of my bro. favorite. <laughs> he looks like shit. He's he, got that ridiculously long beard. He has beard. like an eight pack. <laughs> but he looks <laughs> like shit. <laughs> like he's like, you can still have an eight pack. And I have a friend. That I mean, was, he looks like Grizzly Adams, yes, but he looks like a ripped Grizzly Adams. <laughs> yeah. He looks pretty weird, but I don't know. Hopefully he gets better. I don't want anything seriously. No, I fuck with Mike Posner, bro. That's no, like I know you do. It's like. <laughs> One of my favorites. What's up? <laughs> well, anyways, shout out to Mike Poser. Hope you get um, better and maybe just not yeah, walk across the country. <laughs> Might just benefit you not to do that. But hey, um, he got to Colorado. He got to oh, where did he start at? I'm trying to figure out where. Probably I here, I would I, think. Right? I mean, he lives in L.A. though. Oh, does he? Yeah. So he's doing it the other way around? Maybe. I don't know if he started here. Well, it's from one end to another. So if you start in Michigan, it wouldn't. You you would miss like the whole East Coast for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, you're so right. So he probably started. I would probably start in California and then work my way all the way to probably like Maine or some shit. Yeah, I would probably try to do it like I'd probably go like the toughest terrain or, to the easiest terrain because you'd want to do the hardest shit first. I would think, right? Get yeah. that out of the way. Yeah, huh, I don't know. Shout out to him. But anyways, another article that I th I thought was uh, pretty cool that you guys would be interested in hearing is um. 
this article that Mike did about um, season three of Atlanta. So it's got all the the release dates and the cast and production credits and all that stuff. So I thought that would be worth reading off on here. So it says, after what felt like too long of a wait, the third season of Atlanta appears to be on its way. Still details about one of the most critically acclaimed shows on television have been scarce. Initially, the third season of FX original series was billed to be released in 2019, but that date has been pushed back until somewhere in 2020, partially due to Glover's very busy schedule. Here's everything we know so far about the highly anticipated next season. It says, will the original executive producers be returning to the show? Earlier this month, Variety reported that executive producers Paul Sims, Diane McGinnigal, <laughs> Stephen Glover, and Hiro uh, Morai will return for the third season's show. Stephen Glover, who is Donald's brother, is also accredited as a writer for seasons uh, one and two. Um the release date for season three, it says, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Glover's schedule and personal conflicts have contributed to the delay in filming of season three. Glover recently starred in Disney's live-action Lion King, as well as writing his own show or short film called Guava Island. So, and he is also touring. So, I guess it depends. Oh, he's on, touring too. Yeah. So it depends on when. Uh, Wait, are we going to get a, a Gambino album soon? That, oh, yeah, that's that's. That's uh, what I think the biggest delay of this project or, or the Atlanta season was because he's recording the final Gambino album, which also I don't think it's going to be his final music either. No, I think it's going to be the final Gambino album. I yeah. think it's going to do Donald Glover stuff. Well, he said that. Um, so I, I talked about it briefly last week on here. He was on that show that I like called Like a Version where he did a, a country song and just totally made it like a gospel song. And it was awesome. Um, but on there, they were like, they're asking him, so are you really for sure done making music as Childish Gambino and all this? He's like, I don't think that I'm done making music. I don't think I'm ever done making music, but just as, as putting maybe like a, a pause on this chapter of what music I'm making and making it something different after this. And he's like, cause I think all things should have a definitive end, but I'm not saying I'm going to be done making music. It just might be a different avenue of making that's music. like uh, it could be a band it could be you know that's like, what logic did logic right the, the young sinatra thing right yeah yeah for sure so yeah i don't think i think childish gambino i think he'll, he'll probably just drop child he's probably just sick of responding to two names so probably just go uh, Donald I would annoy the hell out of me yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure but especially when childish gambino the name like started as a joke because he never saw the rap thing is taking off it was just always something funny that he did right like a wu-tang generator or some shit like that so that's pretty funny but um, yeah. So it says that was the delay thing. That was the main delay for um, for when it's gonna for when the uh, new season of Atlanta is coming out. I'm sorry, but um, it says it's received its fourth renewal. So there's gonna be a fourth season as well. And they said they're gonna start filming it in early August. So it should be filming right about now. So I'm excited for that. And it says returning is Zazzy Beats, Brian Terry Henry, um. Lakeith Stanfield will also be in it, and oh, oh, never mind. I read that wrong. I was like, and Adam Sandler? No, but I guess Lakeith Stanfield is making a movie with Adam, yeah, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, I was saying Adam Sandler's not, not, <laughs> not in that show. <laughs> I know. Be, I was like, that'd, that'd be, be great. very weird. Actually, would be interesting to see <laughs> Adam Sandler in Atlanta and what he would do. <laughs> I would actually be curious. So, Donald Glover, if you ever listen to this. You should talk to Adam Sandler, bro. I'm just curious to see how that will work. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> other other short little things here worth mentioning is um, 
I guess the VMAs this year will be honoring Missy Elliott uh, with like a video, like Vanguard type of award oh, type like thing. The, the Lifetime Achievement kind Award of, thing. Kind of deal, because she's had a lot of great bre- groundbreaking music videos. She's the first female rapper in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. That's super dope. Yeah. And then also there's like a, apparently child, or Shia LaBeouf is making a movie about his life as a child star. And That's interesting. There's a trailer out for it now. So Wait, is it really? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, so I have to check that out. Did you hear about the? Uh, oh shit! Mine owner's coming back. Okay, sorry. Hold you that go thought. Ahead. Go ahead. Go Hold ahead. that thought. <laughs> Did you hear about the movie? Uh, the what do you call it? The Hunt. No. So it's kind of it's kind of similar to The Purge. It's actually by by the Blumhouse. You know, Blumhouse does a lot of horror movies and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That they get out. They do uh, the super. What do you call it? The Paranormal Activity series. They do some of the purges. They did the new uh, Jordan Peele one too, right? Didn't they us. Do, uh, I don't think they did us. They didn't do that one. I don't, I don't know if they did us. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look into that. But they, oh, uh, Happy Death Day. They did that. Anyway, mm-hmm. they do they do a bunch of shit. They do a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. So there's this movie called The Hunt, and pretty much it's about Republicans hunting. Uh, like, you know, like red states hunting yeah. blue states type deal. Okay. Or not blue states, but, you know, Democratic right. people. Uh, it's kind of similar. The premise kind of similar to The Purge. I'll just re- I'll just read the whole yeah, for breakdown it. for yeah, you. Uh, give me one second. I'll find, like, the synopsis. Either way, before I read this, I just want to let you guys know the movie got canceled, actually, <laughs> due to, uh, you know, controversy and everything like that going on. Uh, it's supposed to come out, I think, next month. Starred Emma Wa- Emma Roberts, you know, oh, from I like Fabulous and uh, Julia Roberts' niece too. What's uh, fucking what's the other one? The, the horror, the horror show, uh, American Howard Horror Story. It? Yeah, there was a bunch of people in oh, Ike Barrow. I saw it, the preview for that. Yeah, that I canceled? thought you did. Yeah, it got canceled. Twelve strangers wake up in the clearing. They don't know what they are or how they got there. They don't know have been chosen to hunt for a very specific pers- purpose, and it's because they are Democrats. And they have to hunt each other, right? Like the last person standing. It's wins, like some, right? yeah, it's like some uh, Hunger Games type shit. Yeah, I remember just seeing Glenn Howerton from because Glenn Howerton plays um, Dennis. Dennis on Always Sunny. I yeah. saw him post like uh, the trailer for it not even too long ago on his Instagram. Or yeah, something it, like I mean, it just got canceled not too long ago. Like Ike Barinholtz, uh he's in a bunch of shit. Oh, he, that guy's funny. He's yeah. the uh, Seth Rogen's friend and neighbors. Yeah, that guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he was in a Suicide Squad too. He was a cop, one of the cops. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Suicide Squad was terrible. Speaking oh, of DC was. movies, I, just about movies I just watched Aquaman for the first time today, and I hated it, dude. It was underwater. Uh, it was it was underwater Black Panther. Basically, I mean, if Killmonger was the hero, although the short, <laughs> the writing was not even like it was super fun to watch because it was real trippy, being that it was underwater, and you had all these underwater fight scenes. But Jason Momoa had so many corny one-liners, and Amber uh, Heard cannot act her way out of a box, bro. Holy yeah, crap. she's the worst she part of the movie. Terrible in that movie. I actually didn't mind Jason Momoa. <laughs> she, yeah, Amber Heard. It did, wasn't yeah. Jason Momoa's fault. He did a good job with the show, but like the lines they give him were so cheesy. There's actually uh, some something about Jason Momoa. He's actually holding up production on uh, Aquaman two, by the way, for a protest. For what protest? Uh, what was it? Jason Momoa pulled out of a Wizards World appearance and continues protest over a sacred mountain. Interesting. So, I mean, you know, he's an environmentalist type guy. So, I didn't that even sounds know, about I, right. I didn't know yeah. anything about him, really. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't mountain? shoot Aquaman 2 because he is devoted to protesting the construction of a massive telescope atop a sacred mountain. Oh. So, in Hawaii, I didn't know he's Hawaiian either. I mean, look at dude. Well, I mean, his, <laughs> last, I guess his last name is Momoa. So, I that mean, makes, it makes a little sense. Come on. But, um, <laughs> no, I didn't know where he was from, honestly. 
But um, uh, yeah. So Aquaman was fucking boring to me, man. Like not, not boring, just I don't know, just underwhelming. Just like I will say, Jason Momoa should have played Lobo, but he didn't do a bad Aquaman. Which one's Lobo? Dude, once you see Lobo, he's a he's a villain or anti-hero in the DC universe. Once you see Lobo, you would say, "Oh yeah, it's Jason." Which Lobo. Uh, what comic is he from, though? He's DC. I know, but wait, is Lobo like its own thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, that that definitely should have been him. <laughs> That's crazy. It even looks like him. Maybe have Rob Zombie play him. Rob Zombie is not that jacked. Well, he, I mean, <laughs> he's a millionaire. It wouldn't be that hard to get jacked. I mean, Eminem was supposed to play the lead in Southpaw, but couldn't get big. So. Was that why he wasn't in that? Yeah. I thought it was just because he's not a very good actor. No, no, it's because <laughs> he couldn't get big enough. Well, that's, that's, like, muscular. So, yeah. That's funny. Well, anyways, man, I, you got anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up? I feel like oh, I'm... actually, that's oh, one thing I wanted to talk about because I just saw off, uh, when I was scrolling through that last article, Mindhunter Season 2 is returning to... Um, Netflix soon and if you've never seen Mindhunter the first season I would definitely go check it out it is by um, shit why am I drawing a blank right now um, the hell is his name the dude that does Fight Club and all that shit um, Brad Pitt no 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 um, the hell is the damn oh directive Fight Club yeah he's like my favorite damn director and I can't who draw directed, a total blank right now Fight Club um, it's the same guy that did Seven and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and uh, House of Cards how the fuck can I know David that? Fincher David Fincher Jesus Christ man I'm having all kinds of brain farts today he's like one of my favorite directors and I can't believe I just blanked on him but yeah Mindhunter is basically about this this dude that works for the FBI as like a psychoanalyst and he basically is traveling to these different prisons um, interviewing some of the world's craziest serial killers and psychopaths, trying to get into their head and figure that out. That sounds like the, the premise of, of Han- That sounds like the premise of Hannibal, bro. Not really. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But I, I mean, similar kind of in a way because you have someone talking to him. But like this guy's literally trying to figure out why they do the things they do to prevent other things from happening. And there's also like a couple other cases that they're following throughout it. And season one ended on this crazy cliffhanger, and it's been like a year since that came out. Uh, actually, shout out Nora. Nora's the one that told me about Mindhunter. She's like, you would love this show. So, um, I don't know. It's really well done. The acting is great in it. The dudes that play the psychopaths are crazy. Like, some of the shit that they say is insane. But, so, um, Orange yeah, is New Black. Oh, speaking of which, Orange is New Black just finished their last season. Uh, yeah, I, I fell off that show after the first season. I love that show. Uh, this last season did not end that great for me. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, but yeah. I'm still you know, still kind of sad to see it go because I followed it since the beginning. Because when it, when it first came out, I used to work at Netflix. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got brainwashed into watching all the Netflix originals. Oh, yeah, and sure. it was one of the, you know, it was one of the OG Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. So, Kind of sad to see it go. It finished its seventh season. Uh, I think it came out seventh season. It was on seven. Yeah, Holy season seven shit. was the last season. I didn't know they had that many. Yeah, yeah. I fell off. I started watching season two, and I thought the, the I don't know for some reason it's by Genji Cohen who did the who also did Weeds, and I felt the same way about Weeds. Like it was so funny and hilarious and good in the beginning, and then it just kind of got stupid and redundant. And I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. And honestly. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. It should have ended after season five. Season five was probably the best season, and yeah. they could have ended it right there and been happy. Yeah. The other two, because they went to maximum security one season, mm-hmm. and this, the, like season six and then season seven was where they ended it at. Honestly, that was excessive. Yeah. But you know, I'm you know kind of still sad to see it go just for the nostalgia factor. Right. So gotcha. hopefully everybody you know finds some stuff. I mean, I'm pretty sure 
everybody got some shit. Most people got some shit lined up from that. Yeah, I'm, I would think so. Um, that one girl's done pretty well for herself. Donna? No, not Donna. She's terrible. Laura Prepon is a not I a good Donna. actress, bro. I she love Donna. Not good. Laura Prepon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or um, Pen- uh, who's who's the chick that was in? She was in Eight Mile and she was in House on Flow and she played Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a, actually a really weird name in real life. I can't remember. It's kind of like a fuck. I forgot. Man. I forget it. But um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really get past season two or three of that show. It just kind of fell off for me. It's just kind of corny, like a little bit. But maybe around me. Oh, you want to pull up that Tool song to close this podcast with? Yeah, son. So this was Tool's first single in like 13 years, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. And before you before you play this, do we have a guest next week? Uh, I got to check the schedule. So I will post that on our Facebook, and Neil will post that on our Twitter. Because the I, next... I guarantee we do. It's just I got to check our schedule. So I had an idea of an episode that I want to do, um, which I'm pretty sure you'll be down with as well. You want to do an alumni episode? No, I want to do not an alumni episode, but I want to do kind of like call it like the homeboy show and more so than us discussing music like a ton the whole episode because a bunch of our friends and friends of this show have dropped a lot of great music lately and I think it'd be a good idea just to have like, if you're one of them too, please send us your new music. We want to play like maybe 10, 15 songs on one episode and it'll just be us playing the music. Maybe talk about it for two, three minutes after the song, and then go into the next one and try to get some of our friends and uh, our the people that have showed us support um, some support back and play their music for them. So, if you have some new music on the way, you listen to this podcast or you've been on this podcast, uh, please send us your new stuff. I know Flight Team's got a lot of stuff. Villains got some new tracks. Dre Dav's got some new tracks. Uh, YG Habibi, Rocky, Johnny Morris has new shit. I mean. You have new shit. Nick has new shit. Uh, Chirp has new shit. I mean, all of our friends do. So I think that would be a cool episode. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll send a little, I'll put this on my Instagram story too to have people send us their shit. Um, so if next week we don't have anyone, maybe we could do that next week. I gotta check the schedule to follow up on that, but I do like the idea. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I've also had some conversations with a few of our friends that we want to have repeat shows with. I know I've talked about uh, having Breeze back on here because he's got a lot of new music. By the um, way, uh, get out soon, by the way. Yeah, Free Breeze. Free Breeze. Um, and I also want to have Johnny Morris back on here because he's got a bunch of new shit, um, including that Heaven Cipher is coming out soon. I saw them is posting he on it. Yeah, he's on there. Okay, Him, nice. Seven the General, Kid Vicious, A Minus, Nolan the Ninja. Um, I think probably Royce, I would assume, is <laughs> it's his shit. Or it might be Kid Vicious that led it, but I don't know. So I want to have him back on here. I want to have uh, Andy from Midwestern Gentleman has hit us up about coming back on here. So I think we're going to start seeing some repeat guests, um, some people that we've had on here that we love to come back. So, Juan Michael. Juan Michael, for yeah. sure. He's got a lot of new shit in the works as well. So, And shout out... Um, Unapproachable minorities. Um, Drew Denton's group got signed to like Bazaar's label or something. Really? Yes, I guess Bazaar's got his own record. I didn't even label. check I didn't that. Know did they really? That. Yeah. Good for them. So they're on his label now too. So that's pretty cool. I did not know that. But anyways, without any further ado, uh, here is uh, Fear Inoculum Tools brand new single, which is like ten minutes long. So you guys can enjoy that um, as we wrap up this show, um, episode forty-seven. Thanks again for listening. We will be back on our grind next week and every week, so uh, expect a lot from us to come here in the next few months. Um, Peace. Peace.